1: Hey, audio listener. Tim here. Thank you for tuning in for another Offside Trap. Wanted to give you guys a little heads-up disclaimer that our call with the vocal minority, as you will hear on this show, the connection and volume during the call wasn't the best. So what you'll hear is some unevenness. We tried our best in, in the editing process, not necessarily audio engineers over here, but try to get everybody kind of leveled out so that you're at least hearing everyone we appreciate you guys bearing with this um and again thank you for tuning in here we go it's a
2: trap let's go it's a trap
1: It's an offside trap, number. uh, Oh, eight? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's number nine. Okay, it's number nine. I was just kidding. It's number nine. It's match week both for Atlanta United nine and ten. It's weird. We got we got two games coming up Wednesday at the Benz. We return with TFC, who, who are also trying to make up for time lost. In MLS right now, like like Atlanta United are, and then Saturday or Sunday we have uh, Orlando City. That's right. So it's going to be a busy week. And uh, yeah, we're joined by our friends up north from the Vocal Minority, Kristen,
3: Duncan, and Mark. Is that right?
4: Correct. Yes.
5: Oh
3: my god! I see. I got it on my phone. I didn't even look at it. It was all off the top of the dome. That's oh, a, that's a pro
4: level. That's, that's right there. Yeah. <laughs>
3: How are you guys doing tonight?
1: we're excellent yeah it's, um yeah i mean we got two days to break down i guess we'll put this up tomorrow since right yeah gonna well, have we're yeah, we gonna have yeah, to it's gonna have to uh we got we got two days or if you're listening to this on tuesday uh one day until the showdown at the Benz against one team of two teams i guess three teams now that atlanta united has not beat because cincinnati's new to the league and we drew them yep but a team, a team that, yeah, a team C. has invested us.
3: A, f- a full 180 from last year, it seems. And uh, a team that I hope that Atlanta may be able to learn a few things from coming off of uh, a championship season last year seems to be sort of following in the footsteps of what a lot of Toronto did last year. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, how do we get over the hangover?
5: Exactly.
1: That's what we, we want to know. The, <laughs> the MLS <laughs> Cup <awesome>. championship hangover.
4: <laughs> Suffer. It doesn't get better. Drink yeah. more. Yeah, beer. Mm, or bourbon. i think I'm do I see bourbon on that table?
1: Oh yeah. He finally finished this bottle of Sazerac rye that he's been drinking for like six months now? The, the regular listeners are gonna be really disappointed to finish it on the main show. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets shit. He gets shit every week from people like, You're
3: still nursing that bottle? Oh no, Joe's in the Joe's in the trap, so there we're good. Go. He yeah, at yeah, least we, saw
1: it. Yeah, we have a couple people uh, tuning in live right now. Um yeah, so you guys
4: Lose. Okay, sorry, I just want to say it's a little bit like trying to catch lightning in a bottle, and both teams did that for a season. Like Toronto FC had their, you know, win everything season, and then Atlanta blew I win some things,
2: almost everything, <laughs> not everything, that's almost that's everything. Not, no, that's not gonna. Yeah. I like to
3: You guys made, made it two years in a row, which is saying something. I mean, you didn't win it the first year against Seattle, but you end up going to the dance two consecutive years, and then you Did have
5: you the, the first
2: decade?
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first 10 years, you don't want that, and you will never get that because you didn't have that. So, uh, but yeah, uh, this is a, nobody saw this coming. I mean, it was a domino effect of one mess after another, after another. The reasons changed from week to week, and I mean, they were legit, but they never seemed to get on track. Now, I don't don't think or feel that Atlanta has nearly the issues that Toronto started out with, and it seems yours seems a lot more recoverable than Toronto ever, ever planned or hoped to do last season. So uh, I've got more optimism for you guys than than the shit show we saw last year. So what do you what do you
3: credit the success that Toronto's been able to find this season compared to last season? Uh going into this year you lose Javinko. Everyone's wondering what's going to happen going into this season with such a pivotal player no longer being in the lineup and then coming out of the final standings last year. What do you think has led to the success? I'll be at pretty early on in the season being eight, nine games into the season so far, but what do you think is really working for the team right now? What's uh, what's, what can you credit to the success so far this season?
4: Honestly, I, they're a lot more humble this year and something we talked about with them last season, a lot was the hubris that they had as a team in terms of, they just assumed that they could come back and win games. They assumed that, They were the team from the year before that could, that could dig themselves into a hole, but would be able to find a way out of it. And no matter, you know, Greg would just line them up however he wanted and players wouldn't commit to the, to the, to the attack or to the defense the same way. But they assumed that they would just be able to overwhelm things. And I think this year they were embarrassed last year and there's enough of that core left, uh, that have been somewhat humbled and. They, although I would say, like, I would, I think my two learned colleagues here would agree that we've been somewhat surprised by uh, as many positive results. I don't think we expected that, especially given certain injuries at the moment. Duncan? True.
2: It's, it's not all sunshine and no. rainbows and puppies and everything. We're letting in a lot of goals. A but But, um, you know, this Pozzuolo guy looks good. That helps. And Josie Altidale, when he's fit, has being very good this the start of the season. Um, you know, those two things help a lot. And, you know, not having to go to Mexico uh, every other week <laughs> has helped. But I want month. to go to Mexico every week. To go to Mexico yes. every week as well. But, um, yeah, you know, it's in a lot of mundane, we're uh, able to just concentrate on the league kind of way. Um, that definitely helps. I'd, I'd like to
5: pile in on that with that. I think, I think that with with Altader, or sorry not Altader, with uh, Javinko's departure, though we're going to miss the goals obviously, but the that the role that that uh, Vasquez held, his departure was going to be a greater miss because he was kind of holding everything together attack wise, and Vazuelo is more of a replacement for Vasquez, not Javinko, but he's distributing the ball brilliantly, he's scoring absolute screamers from nowhere, which is more than I could ever expect and more than I could ever hope. And he has been a very bright spot on a team that I think we all agree. We weren't expecting them to be, shall we say this good, this this early in the season.
3: So the next tough question that nobody ever wants to answer, especially whenever they're doing really well, do you think it's sustainable throughout the rest of this season, looking forward based off of what you've seen so far?
2: Um, what's,
3: or, or maybe a better question is, what's, a, what's the current expectation for this Toronto team based off of, of a very early on or small... Uh, what's the word I'm um, looking for? Sample I, size. Sample size, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I would expect this to be more or less where we are at the end of the season, probably somewhere between... You're just sneaking into the playoffs to like third or fourth. We're not going to be a really great team. You know, we're not going to be you know, getting 69 points or anything like that, uh, again this year. Um, but you know, there's a lot of shit teams in the East, so you don't have to really be all that good. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Um, get to the playoffs and, you know, who knows what might happen. Ideally, we sign either, you know, a good defender who can contribute or, you know, some, a good wide player or you know, just you know, somebody to improve the squad. There's definitely improvements need to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, generally, you know, if we're going with more or less this squad, as long as Drew Moore and Josie Altador stay fit, they'll be fine. Um, you know, if Drew Moore is not fit, we're letting in a lot of goals so mm-hmm. far, which is a bit worrying. But, you know, aside from that, it's not bad.
5: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable expecting into the playoffs, but not like first, second. Um, I, I genuinely feel third, fourth is about where they'll end up. Um, mostly based on all the things
4: that, uh, Duncan just said. So I love, I love the optimism from these two. Not that I don't expect them to be in the playoffs, but right now I just want them to survive the next two months. Uh, May has a really congested schedule for them and then Gold Cup starts and TFC is going to lose a lot of players to the Gold Cup. And if they're not going to sign any players, Allie, uh, they... uh, I don't know who their bench is. I don't know who their backup is. I don't know what their plan B is to get through. Chapman, yes. uh, sorry, obviously, yes, it is Jay Chapman, all Jay Chapman, all the time. So that's my concern. But yeah, it, they should make the playoffs this year. And if they don't, um, this year might be a bigger failure than last. What's with the pessimism? Mm. I'm making up for you two, all positive and sunshine and roses. We're guests. Come on, let's research
2: <laughs> Chicago, New England, Cincinnati. There's a lot of shit teams on the East. Yeah.
5: Atlanta, just
2: kidding. <laughs> I mean
5: <just> say <laughs> it. Me what you want to oh, say. What you say. It, but... live your
3: life. Uh
1: or when... you forgot to say Orlando. But no, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, just say, I mean, if if, if you want to barometer but... if you want to do any forecasting for, for the East this year, I mean it's gonna to be tough. I mean, you look at the top right now and the team that is hot as all get out and that's just kind of running away going to the top of the East right now is Philadelphia Union. A team that nobody was expecting to be banging in goals the way that they are. It, 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 when I looked at that team, I was thinking, when they're winning, they're probably winning one, one nil, two one, something like that. And to see the scorelines that they're putting up and the way that they've been, it'll be interesting. Kind of dominating yeah. the past four or five games seems kind of crazy. So the East is going to be fun to watch, if nothing else.
5: Yeah, so we can't, we can't figure
4: out the Philadelphia
5: Union thing either.
3: Yeah, I don't think their fan base can either. They're so hot. Well, <laughs> don't
4: think... no at their games, right? So.
3: Yeah, exactly. We we talked to somebody from who who did we talk to from their game? Way? Yeah, if, uh, we do this segment every week with uh, the opponents for Atlanta United, and we talked to another content provider up there, and he was talking. I think it was Kevin Kincaid that we talked to. Yeah, yeah, and um, talking about how lukewarm the fan base really is because it's a front office that doesn't really spend a lot of money they've just sort of been middle of the table and content to stay there and with the other professional sports teams that philly has they've just sort of played second fiddle and the fan base and turnout has been really indicative of that so with them actually seeing some success on the field i'll be interested to see what the fan base does as a result speaking of fan bases and results what do you guys think, as a fan base, about this matchup against Atlanta? Who do you think puts Toronto in the best position to succeed this Wednesday, and who do you think is the greatest liability on the road in a short turnaround uh, coming off of the win against Orlando this
5: past weekend? So, uh, best asset. Uh, po- I mean, with Pozuelo, I mean he's he literally is the engine. Um, a lot of the highlights that. If if you watch TFC highlights, everything just about goes through him. Everything is meaningful goes through him. Um, whether he's the guy who shoots or the guy who sets up, he's brilliant. Uh, liability: take your pick of any two defenders. Just go through the roster, pick two. It's probably them. Um, aside from uh, Mavenga, who's had an excellent who had an excellent game last game,
4: which means he's due for a
5: shit show. Due for a day. shit show. I mean, he's good for one guaranteed howler every match. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but it just it depends on who his defensive partner is. It depends on who else gets lined up because it's been spotty at best. And I'll even give a nod to depending on which keeper uh we, yes. starts. We've got two that are kind of going flip-flop back and forth. Uh one likes to stay on his line and the other one doesn't. So that's uh that's also something you can keep an eye out for. <laughs> yes.
4: I also think you have to keep an uh like Michael Bradley, when Michael Bradley has a good game, um, a lot of good things happen because that midfield is controlled. He doesn't have to drop back uh and protect the defense. So if the defenders are paying attention and he's able to sort of control things, set Pazuela free, set Osorio free, um, whoever, whatever random striker is playing up top right now. Sorry, Jordan Hamilton, I don't mean to call you random. He is. Um mm-hmm. I like Jordan Hamilton. We all do, but he is. But um yeah and liability, like as Mark said, the the defense. There's no Drew Moore right now. Um if if you see Eric Zavaleta, Run. In the starting eleven, celebrate. Yeah, sorry.
5: Run. We run, cheer. you cheer, you yes. just go nuts. You're gonna love it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Alex Bono's in you know, go, same thing. Yeah, guaranteed. Hot mess. All of the back. One. How long uh, that you will? Uh, yeah, you're gonna get score at least once. Yeah, if Bono's there. Uh... So, what are you guys thinking
3: uh, with all of those key figures, both pluses and minuses? What are you thinking for scoreline this weekend?
2: 2-2 is
4: traditional between these teams, I think. Yes, I, I, isn't
3: that tradition? I think so, yeah, at this point.
1: Okay. Um, it will be interesting, though. I mean, no Javinko to hammer in free kicks. That's true. Um, no.
4: Uh, yeah, I, well, no quarter still <laughs> Well, you guys will be without Barco, though, right? So yes, yeah, true. How does, that, how does that, you know, like that can't be... Oh, well, you can't know,
2: just,
3: there's just Tito Vialba, just little old Tito Vialba <laughs> to fill in for him. You know, oh, I don't know oh, what we're yeah. going to do, really.
1: <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. Yeah. I mean, Barco's potentially out until the 26th of June, yeah. I want to say yeah. something, something like that. Like if that. They, yeah. If they finish and, you know, win the U20 World Cup. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I,
3: it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting. What is it? Uh, I, uh,
2: I remember. Tito's guy. know. He, he's good, right?
3: Yeah, we we think we've got a good lineup. It's just a matter of getting it all to click well. And um, as many of the Atlanta United fan base has been quick to point out, to click well against a deserving opponent. Um, the results that Atlanta United has been able to produce over the past two weeks against struggling Colorado and SKC teams, I don't know are necessarily indicative of where this team falls and, against a tor- Toronto team at home in midweek will be a good test of that. So we'll see if they can keep things clicking on offense and on defense. appropriately. I do
4: think it's interesting that both teams had players named to the team had two players named to the team of the week.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Which I thought was kind of funny. Now, oh, m- sure. admittedly Delgado was on the bench, but still he's there. So, you yeah, know, again, sure. two, two, we're still tied.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be a good matchup. I I really do. Uh, I think Atlanta's gotten some much needed confidence Uh, being at home. I I think there's a lot that this game could mean for Atlanta if they get a positive result, even a draw I think is a positive result for this team right now, considering the shortcomings of the first few weeks of this season. Anything else, Tim? (sighs)
1: I mean, we didn't really get that much of a score prediction other than 2 2. 2 uh, 2, two, two, yeah, two yeah, for everybody's. Show. Yeah. Is that
4: everybody? I, straight up I, yeah. I, I will admit, in my rundown for our show, I had 2 1 to to you guys, the AU guys, as we like yeah. to call you. Yeah.
1: What
3: all? AU guys. I like that's that. that.
1: Yeah. We're going yeah. to well, have to well, start the same thing as well. Is that yeah.
4: said to you guys at all?
3: No, not at all. <laughs> it really it's really
4: great. That has been our nickname for you. So I
3: like it. I like it.
4: No one's come up with the Goonies thing now.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's shocking. I, I feel ashamed now. Yeah. That I feel like
5: we need a Goonies people now. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Goonies never say die. It's fine. Well, I well know, here's a good question. Oh, go, what go do ahead. You
4: think of, uh, what do you think of your new coach? Like, is this something that is survivable or is he gone at the end of this season? No, we yeah. have our own Dutch coach, right? So. Oh, God. I
1: think from our standpoint, I think Kevin and I have been more level-headed than most whenever it comes to this. I, he came in on, I think it's either a four or six-year contract. And he had every intention of building something from the ground up almost. And I, I mean, if the the results, like Kevin said, you got to take with a grain of salt somewhat the the results that even though it was at Children's Mercy and the way that they got dominated... I mean, we we really took S- it took it to SKC, um, and then the game against Colorado. You can't take too much from those, but at the same time, there. If we're already moving in an upward trajectory like that, um, I don't know. I I don't think it's just survivable. I think this is foundational. I think that moving forward, as he brings more players into the team and as we kind of cash in on other guys, I think it's just going to get stronger. Especially whenever he's bringing the guys up from the youth uh, youth system.
3: It's been a really positive trajectory week in and week out where you've seen incremental improvements uh, starting at a foundational level early on in CONCACAF and the way that the offense was structured and the way he was trying to possess the ball, move the ball. And now you're seeing some of the offensive power of Joseph Martinez, Pity and Barco start to develop and some of the chance creation follow suit with what's been happening uh, systematically with the actual possession and approach to the game. So if things keep clicking and keep getting incrementally better, I think that this team is probably better in the long run under Frank. But again, just as much as it's too quick to throw him out and and throw the baby out with the bathwater, I think it's too early to ride him off for a 10-year lock with the club as well. But I am definitely interested to see where things head, and I think it's on a positive trajectory as it stands currently. Only time will tell, though.
2: I mean, you know, he, Frank DeBarre, is the whole Ajax thing, you know, I feel like Ajax is really fucking good you know, every 20 years or so. Right. So, you know, hang in there. This, this is your 20, 20 right? right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> you're 20 right now. It nice. was like mid 90s, and now, now they're really good. <laughs> so, yeah, hang in there. Ajax, you know, it'll work out. Well, you think
3: if you think about Frank Deboer, you think about MLS and one of the things that MLS has really la- been struggling to do aside from the Toronto's and DC's of the league is to really build and develop academy players that get brought into the fold uh through the homegrown system and then go on to play at the higher levels in europe and stuff like that so from that standpoint and looking at what frank could potentially bring to this team and bring to the development of players coming up through atlanta united 2 and stuff like that in the future i think it's really promising especially if you consider the fact that what he's trying to do um through the tactics on the field is try to have this plug-and-play system that you can get youth players into where it's sort of everybody can mix and match with the lineup and you're not as reliant on the individuals playing the game.
4: Well, oddly enough, like one of the reasons Toronto FC has, uh, and it continues to grow, it continues to develop a, a solid Academy or becoming a solid Academy is because of Aaron Vinter and right. oddly enough, the assistant coach to Mr. DeBur, uh Bob DeClerc, yep. who uh, is TFC legend, uh, Tex Hooper. Stay, yeah. stay, stay, stay safe. Um, I don't know if you know that story. Bob DeClerc clerk taking on TechSuper.
2: No, no.
5: Yeah, he had, he had a, a run in with
4: the, uh, the Dallas mascot. Yeah, it was delightful. It's
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> good, great. the best
4: way to put that. It's, it's one of the best so things. Precious. But like, that was one of the things that they did, um, when Aaron Vinter was here. Obviously, Aaron Vinter was not all that successful, um, at least not in MLS. We didn't give him 20
2: years or so. Exactly, you? but
4: it is interesting that this is sort of where TFC's Academy really started was, was through him. So um, weird little parallel there.
3: Yeah. I did not know that. That's really, that's really promising to hear as well. Um, Yeah. I guess time will tell. We'll see. Time will tell who will come out on top on Wednesday, but either way, we're really glad that you guys could hang out with us. Now's the time to get all the plugs, shout outs, where the people can find you at, uh, find out all things Toronto FC, where can we find you out? on social media or wherever podcasts can be found?
4: All right. So the podcast is the vocal minority podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at uh, vocal minority CA and then our website's vocal minority.ca. We're on iTunes. We're on Google play. Uh, you can get us on most podcast. Find us in your podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. We're fresh, not frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me. Well,
0: the... Oh dear.
4: Uh, yeah. Kristen Knowles <laughs> at KZ Knowles on the internet. Uh,
2: duncan, fletcher, uh, duncan d fletcher on twitter
5: and you can find the kit nerd mark on twitter with a k not a q that's an inside joke it, it makes no sense but that's what we do um yeah so uh uh thank you very much for having us guys uh and uh you know enjoy the game
3: yeah yeah thanks a lot and again who's the uh i'm, I'm wondering is it is it mark is that your profile picture kristen who is that who's Who's that profile oh. picture of
2: from the show? Uh,
4: that 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 would, that's not from the show. I'm using my email for this call, so uh, that would be uh, my festive Lenin with uh, his his holiday scarf. Uh, um, Lenin.
5: Yes. Uh, <laughs> when it's time for the holidays, freak out a little communism.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go.
5: <laughs> I, 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 I
4: I am a communist member of this podcast. So uh, the red loons and I, the guys from Minnesota, we get along really well. Um, <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, uh, look no further than some of the Home Before Dark branding to get your communists fixed. That's for sure. We got Fantastic. plenty of propaganda in <laughs> very subtle ways throughout all of our graphics. So
4: Good to know. I like you guys more and more. <laughs> there, there you go. go uh,
3: people helping people. <laughs> thank yes, you guys absolutely. so much.
4: No, Thank you so much for having us. This has been great fun. Yes, thank
1: awesome. You Thanks guys. Yeah. And if you guys are tuning in live right now in the, in the chat, make sure that you guys hop over. We're about to start recording our, uh, our weekly show. Yeah. Thanks so much
3: guys.
4: All right. Have a good one. And uh, not so much good luck on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.